Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Easter Monk's Day, isn't it? Easter Monk's Day. Easter Monk. Happy Easter Monk's Day, everybody. The traditional of all of the days. The it traditionalists. Is, oh, yeah, my goodness. Yeah. Words well, aren't a strong point yet. No, it's all right. Words will come later. Just start with noises, Dave. It's fine. It works for me. Um, I often enjoy, uh, you know, you get your Good Friday. Yeah. But what is, what Saturday? Nice, uh, okay, Saturday. What is it? Got Middle a, Saturday. Okay, like and then what is, what is Sunday called? Easter Sunday. So Easter, Easter Monday. You know the one I, or then Easter Monk's Day, obviously. Monk's Day, yeah. More on that shortly. You know what I like, which gets forgotten? Maundy Thursday. Maundy Thursday. Yeah. Maundy Thursday. Really? Maundy Thursday doesn't get celebrated a lot these days, no. does it? I mean, we should have had, who should we have had? If we got Helen Monk's Day for Monday, who should we have had on last Maundy Thursday? Who should we have? Uh, Jennifer Saundy, <laughs> Saundy Thursday. And then we could have had Paul Rudd Friday. Oh yes, and then I can't think of one for Easter no. Sunday. No, it's too early, Dave. It's too early to expect that of you. Um, hello, <laughs> and welcome back to another week of Cabin Fever on Easter Monday. Um, Monday. Uh, Dave, everything all right? You okay? Are you, Dave? Yes, okay, I'm mate? very. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. Very hungover. Okay. Did did uh, did a cocktail afternoon yesterday. Okay. Uh, which descended into um, well, all I say is the 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 last thing I sort of documented. Yeah. Uh, on the videos on my phone was me and my sister doing a rap battle. So I don't think it was a very particularly wow. uh, sober affair. Wow. Well, that's good to know. Um, oh, but you're thinking, rap, you're thinking white people doing a rap battle, sure, it's not going to be great. Yeah. Uh, uh, let me tell you, my sister's choice of uh, song was the Billy Piper cover of The Tide Is High, oh my which God. has does, a rap in the middle. Does Billy Piper do a rap in The Tide Is High? Uh, I don't think it's Billy. I, I actually couldn't tell you. Does she, does okay. Rap. I don't know. Oh right. Know so she. So Piper doesn't actually do the rap. Maybe there's. Maybe it's a feat. Oh but God. I don't know. And I tell you what, Dave. I thought I already knew everything there was to know about Billy Piper, and you just added. <laughs> I mean, you've seen a lot of Billy Piper. I've seen you? a lot of Billy Piper. Um, if you're not familiar with the uh, TV series Secret Diary of a Cool Girl, I once played one of Billy Piper's clients, and we had to do what Billy Piper described on Graham Norton as the most embarrassing, awkward, and excruciating love scene in her entire career to date. Hang on, I'd like to do this. I'd like to do this once a year. Yep. I'm just checking on YouTube. Well, it got taken down, Dave. It got taken down, mate. Are it, you joking? Then no, the scene was the, the scene was on um, YouTube, and it got to I can't remember the number, but it was it was uh, it was very high. It was over 100 million, wasn't it, mate? It was like 500 million. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Well, because people were using it to wank, so that stuff is really you know that's going to hit high numbers. Remind people what the scene was. Well, one of the comments said it. this guy is so ugly, which I thought was harsh. Um, the scene was <laughs> I had to play a man who was aroused by the sounds of animal noises. So I had to make Billy Piper bleat like a sheep. Yes, that was right. Yeah, which she did. And it's back up now, but only thirty-nine million views, which is frankly Tom pathetic. It's nothing. 
nothing especially when you're with the big guns now doing podcasts like this those numbers just pale into yeah, exactly. in fact maybe we should put a comment underneath that video saying if you like the noises <laughs> this guy is making you should listen to cabin fever do you want to just do a bleat for us for the people that have joined us from the video <laughs> happy easter monday everybody he is risen let me tell you <laughs> oh dear oh dear mate so yes my cocktail afternoon was basically involved myself cornelius off of the bill yeah and um my sister Sarah, uh, we met, we took it in turns. We re- we were going to have a sophisticated cocktail afternoon, but we realised we didn't have a cocktail shaker, so right. we just got a big bowl and took it in turns making batches of punch, basically. Oh my god, punch so is the best! Just pouring booze into a into oh, a bowl and then adding juice and lemon. So did you follow wonderful. actual ingredients or did you just? No, 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 oh, no, wow. no. It was the, it was a freestyle session basically but don't you feel like you you know you're fueling up with nowhere to go when you get that pissed you know what i mean you're, you're filling your you're filling your wings with with jet fuel and then you're grounded do you know what i mean like where do you go did a rap battle mate well, of course point. you went to the rap. you went on a long haul flight to musical heaven that's what you did oh yeah and then my favorite thing about the whole uh, incident was that i had a zoom call at eight o'clock my sister had a zoom call at eight o'clock and we both felt a bit bad about leaving Cornelius, but right. I've never seen him look so chuffed. And as he's leaving, I was like, you're right, you're right, just a bit pissed, uh, drinking cocktails on your own. He's like, oh, I'm going to have a one-man indie disco, and it's going to be the best night of my life. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, I checked up about an hour later, and he was uh, just dancing to pulp on his own in the back garden. Oh, <laughs> Having a great that time. That is the dream. I thought you were going to say he's just dancing to the Bill theme tune by himself. <laughs> You're right, the is. Yeah, mate, just having a 90s TV theme tune disco. Cabin FE83709. Oh, 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 that's our Twitter name. So, it's Easter Monday. Please welcome Jennifer Saunder. Oh, no. <laughs> Helen Monk's Day. It's another Helen Monk's Day. Hiya. Hi, I wish I was Jennifer Saunders. That'd be amazing. <laughs> so do we. We need the numbers. But, yeah. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome to uh, Helen Monk's Day version Easter. Um, how is your Easter experience going in lockdown, oh, Helen? It's been great. I've made an Easter egg hunt, which is honestly, I think, my greatest achievement so far in life. It's basically cryptic crossword style. Oh, so, nice. Um, Can you give us an example? Oh, it's quite specific to my house is the thing. Get married, penis. Get married, penis. That sounds like the end of an argument with your boyfriend. <laughs> um, get married. I'm so bad at cryptic crosswords. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's a collection of something that we have under our TV. Oh, Friends DVDs. But think about the clue. No. <laughs> That's it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You, you um, immediately forgotten the clue yeah. and just named stuff. Oh, um, get married. Um, get married, penis. Is it? Is it Secret Diary of a Cool Girl episodes on DVD? <laughs> no, but I will be YouTubing that later. I'm so excited. Great news. See you there. We'll all, we'll all meet up. We'll have a little Zoom call around that. What's another word for penis? Hitchcock. Yeah. Oh, Dave. Because, Dave, I'm like you. I cannot do cryptic crosswords. I honestly feel like I can stare at a cryptic crossword for the rest of my life and I won't get one right. Yeah. My brain cannot do them. Here's a really tricky one. Out of jail, have a little nap, pause for thought. Free. Bail. Tom was, Tom was there. Uh, free. Kip. Pause for thought. Uh, a little nap. Freeze. Kip. Freeze. Z, Z, Z. Freeze. And then Freezer. And then pause for thought. Yeah. Freezer. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, goodness. i tell you what, Dave. I love cryptic crosswords. I'm yeah, quite good at them. We're so good at them, aren't yeah. we? <laughs> you guys are great. 
<laughs> oh, lovely stuff. Has it been completed now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My flatmates are actually really smart. I thought it was going to take hours, but it took them 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to our welcome to our world, Helen, because we did a treasure hunt for the Easter egg hunt. Here. And oh. the little fuckers, Beth spent ages writing loads of clues, and they did it in about six minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, oh, hang on, let me just have a quick look at the uh, time. Oh, it's uh, five past nine. Wicked. <laughs> Only got ten hours till bedtime. It's, an, it's a really important bit of information for anyone who's planning on making a treasure hunt. They take no time at all. The, the, the making of a treasure hunt, one of the least efficient uses of your time. You would spend an hour writing, planning, especially if you're one of these dicks who's like, I'm going to do it in little rhyming couplets. You know what I mean? If you're looking yeah. all day, maybe look this way. Like, Did yes. your wife write them in rhyming couplets? Oh, yes. forgetting, I love her. Forgetting, of course, that only one of our kids can read and the other kid just gets <laughs> fucking furious and stands there really pissed off while the other kid, who's a, the eldest, who's a bit of a pushy prick anyway, runs runs off and does the treasure hunt while the youngest one just stands there going mummy i can't read and we're just like great this is cool. yeah. absolute mood that yeah. is me then what did you do at five past nine? Oh, at five past nine obviously we the, the nintendo switch was brought out of imprisonment <laughs> the nintendo switch was put away two weeks ago because my eldest uh threw a cushion at my head because i beat him at mario kart and when he threw the cushion at my head the zip bit of the cushion hit the side of my face and it genuinely no. fucking hurt like it wasn't like a <gasps> You know, ah, oh, you, oh, you've, oh, you've done. Oh, that's a bit. Not, it was like, oh, you prick. So the, <gasps> the switch got uh, put in prison for two weeks, and prison happened to be right by my uh, uh, study, which was just a coincidence. <laughs> um, so the switch is back out, and they're on the switch now, and that's it. That, that's it, mate. Happy Easter. Day. The the <laughs> highlight for me of Easter was uh, going on the radio, doing my doing my show on, on Magic Radio, and I got to talk about my virtual Easter egg hunt, which I know I've talked about on this podcast, uh, which we are going to do later on today. Um, and it was just so I can't tell you how liberating it is to say the word cunt on national radio. <laughs> yes, it's very hard to say Easter egg cunt. You just it, say it, Easter egg cunt, and I was just thinking like that. The kids are going to be doing. Oh it. Are, your, are your kids doing an Easter egg cunt? Give us a text six one zero five four magic at the top. Here's Phil Cunt Collins. It was so much fun. <laughs> That's amazing. It is hard, isn't it? I was thinking that earlier. Easter egg hunts. Genuinely, yes. there's one link when I got a little bit, I just thought, this is ridiculous, I'm going to get complaints. And there's a link on Saturday morning at about five past eight where I actually go, Easter egg hunt. Like, I properly leave, you could park a bus in the gap in between. It's ridiculous. Which makes it worse, because then people cotton on to what the problem is. To what's happened in the first place, yeah. exactly, yeah. Easter egg hunt. It's just that thing of, of being able to say the worst possible word on the radio. <laughs> Um, how's your week been, Helen Monks? Apart from uh, apart from Easter egg hunts, <laughs> yeah, it's been great. I finished the third wheel by Michael Ritchie, who was the guy who wrote the quiz that we did a couple of oh my months. God. Oh wow! Are we going to have him back on? Is it good then? I recommend to a friend. Yeah, it's great. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it's called the Third Wheel. Michael Ritchie available on Kindle. So God, this podcast really does work, doesn't it? If by work <laughs> mean one person will read your book, but that's lovely. <laughs> I also after last week, I found I got in touch with someone called Helen Monks, who oh. has also written a book which I've pre-ordered. So I hired 
highly recommend. She's actually called Helen Monks Takar because she was originally Helen Monks, but then she got married to Mr. Takar. It's lovely how Twitter, uh, we, we've sort of picked up uh, these followers and people are getting in touch with us. So that's how we met Quizman. Uh, what's his name again? Michael? Yep. Yeah, Michael. Michael. What's his name? I'm giving a little extra plug. Michael um, Ritchie. Michael Ritchie. Michael Quizman. That's Michael it. J. Ritchie. Michael J. Quizman. Um, and there's other people as well. Dave, can we do some Twitter shout outs? Yes, sure. Absolutely. Hello to Caroline Hardman, who's tweeted us. Uh, very much enjoying the emoji chat, she says. And then she's given us a little screen grab of some more emoji quizzes. <gasps> yes. Oh. It was film one based on Brett Goldstein's uh, isolation film club picks. And she said, I'll warn you, some of them are really effing niche, basically, mm. was the vibe, wasn't it? Yeah. I haven't had a chance to do them yet. Don't, yeah, yeah we'll worry. retweet it on um, Cabin Fever right now. Uh, more importantly, gang, uh, Alex has been on. Hello to Alex Sugden saying, have you got to the requisite 10 tweets yet for the world to hear the brown note? So, How many are we on? So, uh, Helen, do you know about this? Have we explained this to you? No, go on. So we have a podcast that's uh, at the moment in a long-term furlough, and there are only three episodes in existence. We've got it in our, um, it, like, it's hiding away in the cellar. It's in it's on Dropbox. And it is called The Brown Note, and it's people telling stories about when they've shit themselves. <gasps> right? See? Oh, my God. That's the best idea I've ever heard. Yes! Another one is on board. Right, after this, Helen. Please, I, can I come on? I know yes. exactly what I'm going to talk about. Oh, for God's sake. Genuinely, I'm going to grab 10 minutes of your time. It only takes 10 minutes. You just have to tell me the story, and that is The Brown Note. So, we are. I'm trying to get a little bit of momentum. So, I've been saying on this podcast again and again and again, guys, if you'd like to hear The Brown Note, because no one's heard it yet. There are three episodes, about to be four, when Helen Monks does hers if you'd like to hear the brown note we need to get 10 tweets from people people need to we need to have 10 tweets from people getting in touch with the show saying guys i want to hear the brown note and when we get to 10 we're going to play out the brown note as part of this podcast can i tweet right now so what who do i tweet do i tweet you uh well what you need to do if you're going to tweet right now i think i better tweet right now all right well um then, what you got to do uh, you got to tweet us on our twitter number so give us a call on this number so if you do that then that will add to the um the momentum i'm going to put it out there the momentum that is gathering around the brown note it's really the numbers are going done thank you very much and genuinely the jingle is quite helpful i recommend playing it as you're typing out at cabin fe there you go done see zero 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 oh hang on sorry guys one second i've got twitter notification Who could it be? Oh, I'm just gonna. It's, uh, oh, it's favorite that. Oh, it's Helen Monks. Oh, I want to hear the brown light. Okay, fine. I'm just gonna like. like I've had a like. I'm just gonna quote tweet that. Um, and if you want to hear the <laughs> only podcast that, you should also do an interactive podcast where people tweet and you listen to them tweeting and having Twitter interactions because this is riveting stuff. <laughs> <laughs> It's, you know, this is the whole point of Cabin Fever. We're finding new levels of, of meta-entertainment. Meta-entertainment. Uh, if you want to hear the only podcast that is people telling stories about shitting themselves, re-RT now. Please, yes. please, RT. Production note, by the way, on the Cabin Fever WhatsApp from our producer, Steve. Can we please have some content? <laughs> no. Well, I, was, I was getting there. Play a sting, Tom, and we'll have some content. I, I just wanted to tell you what I got to, that's all. How, how many tweets we've got to? Can I tell you how many tweets we've got to? Yes. Three. Can't face those Twitter notifications? Forgot to watch anything but Netflix? Dreading the video conference small talk at nine? You need a new vitamin, you know. You need 
The Smart 7. It's a brand new daily podcast that puts your brain into gear. Everything you need to know in less than seven minutes. You need the smarts? Hey, we got the smarts. The Smart 7, every weekday at 7am. Available right now on Spotify and all the usual places. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Do you remember the 1990s television show, Man O' oh Man? No. No. Oh, my days. Well, this is going to blow your minds even more then. So uh, amidst some tweeting yesterday, somebody tweeted an article from the Evening Standard. Because you know how people are showing old... They're going to show Euro 96 and they're going to show the Olympics and oh, yeah. blah, blah, blah yeah. during quarantine. So uh, someone on the Evening Standard had written an article about like 10 shows they'd like people to just replay out and... Mm. And, and watch again and there were a number of shows in there that I don't care about but but man oh man oh my goodness right so let me set the scene it is it's the 90s it's an entirely female audience it's hosted by Chris Tarrant in what can only be described as a sort of cardboard tropical set of some sort it's really really low budget but wonderful it's basically a giant hen party mm-hmm. and I don't remember the format in fact I'm going to have to get it up and just remember but the the real key elements to it were there was a swimming pool mm-hmm. and the men would stand on the edge of the swimming pool and the way they were eliminated from the show was that the women would walk along one by one and either kiss them on the cheek or push them into the swimming pool. Oh, yes! You do remember this? Yes! I mean, no, I just wanted to sound excited. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do remember that. And I like the fact that, that how innocent that was. Do you know what I mean? As opposed to now, if it was, you know, a noughties or indeed, like in the last couple of years, that would be, instead of kissing them on the cheek, they'd, they'd actually fuck them. Do you know what I mean? Or, or shoot them in the head. That just feels quite innocent and nice. It was lovely. The male contestants would compete in a number of rounds where characteristics a woman may seek in a romantic partner, such as general knowledge, <laughs> a classic characteristic you're looking for, <laughs> romantic aptitude, conversational skills, and sense of humour would be tested. At the end of each round, members of the entirely female audience each voted for their favourite man using a remote control device, and the least popular male will be eliminated from the competition by being pushed into the swimming pool. Wow. Um, do you think any of them have, in the same way that Blind Date have got, there's a list of people from Blind Date who ended up getting married. Do you think anyone has got married from the back of that show? Like, Mum, Dad, how did you meet? Well. Here's an interesting thing, Tom Press. Only, I'd say, two minutes after I had retweeted this and asked four people's memories of Man O' Man, yeah. somebody I know who will remain nameless because they did not reply to me publicly, they DM'd me on Twitter, oh, yeah. said, fun fact, my husband was on Man O' Man <laughs> before Stop. we got married. <laughs> So they didn't meet on Man O' Man, but she has footage of her husband 
appearing on the Chris Tarrant game show from 1996. Wow. Did you say how he did on it? Did he get pushed in the pool or did he get really well? Let me double check my notes. Got thrown in the water first. Gutted. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Went down in the first round. That's brilliant. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the first drowning. There's, there's hope for us all, isn't there? If the first one down. My ability to uh, to chat women up. What I do on that show is I just walk out and jump straight in the pool straight away. <laughs> like, Thanks, guys. That's me done. All the best and swim off. You can make animal noises at them. Okay, it's really worth seeking that article out and looking at the clip. There's a three-minute clip that just gives you a little flavour of it, and it's absolutely wild. Hmm. There's, like, there's so much to talk about. The haircuts, the fashion sense, the format, Chris Tarrant hosting it. Very bizarre for, like... Like, the whole thing was about women being in control and women having the power, you know? And they all, all the women in the audience had the remote controls and they'd vote on who gets pushed in the pool. Um, and yeah, it's just like Chris Tarrant hosting it. Why the hell not? I presume he was just hosting all the shows in the 90s. But, the, I mean, my absolute favourite thing about the three-minute clip on that article is that Chris Tarrant does a little wonder to talk to the women at the tables. Oh, who do you like? Number six, number seven, or whatever. Yeah. At one point, Chris Tarrant forgets the name of number seven, clearly fucks it up stops and you know as is as is the natural thing to do just picks it up again and does it right so you literally see him go uh oh, number seven what was it seven um what's his what's his name darren cool so uh darren there and, and they just don't edit it out at all it's wonderful it's like that's the level of the television show that we're talking about wow that's amazing so the best thing that came out of this whole thing uh, is the wonderful comedian steve bougea who Immediate was one of the first people to reply going, I think about this show every week and I thought I just had a fever dream, but I'm glad that someone else remembers it. And then we talked about rewatching it. And then if you will click on the tweet, please, that I've just sent you a link to. <laughs> him and his girlfriend recreated oh it in their back garden with a paddling pool. <laughs> and she comes up, gives him a little kiss on the cheek. There'd always be this thing on Man of Man where the women would put their hands on the chest of the guy as if they were about to push him in, but then kiss him on the cheek. Oh, they recreate yeah. that absolutely Jeez. wonderfully. Steve goes right in the paddling pool. The dog gets involved. Oh, it's the wonderful. Dog. It's a wonderful bit of content. Really nice. Very romantic. Wonderful bit of content. <laughs> and that was literally all done just to make me laugh. And it really made me laugh. And they, they, Steve, <laughs> Steve texts me going, I got up, had a shower, got dressed, got the paddling pool out, <laughs> filled the paddling pool. The whole thing took about an hour and a half just for that five second clip. The gift of thrilled. time. That's why it's so great that we've got all this time to do stupid, pointless shit for eight likes on Twitter. Fantastic. <laughs> so there you go. I would advise you wholly to watch Man Oh Man. I'm strongly thinking of organising a sort of watch along like people have been doing with classic yeah. films yeah. or old episodes of whatnot. I would love to watch Man Oh Man again from the start. There's, yeah. n- there's not that many episodes. I've discovered during my research uh, that it's actually originally a German game show. Oh, yeah. Mm. So there you go. Good to know the origins, isn't it? 1992. Put some feelers out and see if we can get someone who's who was on it. Do you remember Nell McAndrew? Oh, yeah, I do remember Nell McAndrew. No. Very pretty Top. lady from the 90s, don't worry. Yeah, go on. Guess where she first came to prominence? Is it is it a television show Man O Man? <laughs> One of the women that pushed men into a pool. That was her. That was her thing. Oh that's really? Where she came. That's yeah. God. So it was a it, a breeding ground for 
for yeah for glamour models oh that's fantastic it really was the, sh- I love the show this. i was interested and then it got to the point where you were talking about a woman i'd not heard of mm. and how she came to prominence on a show i'd not heard of and yeah. i suddenly was like what is what is lockdown <laughs> <laughs> what is happening we did predict this would happen in week one i was like by the time we get to week four we're going to be losing our minds and just saying anything this is a real danger we've got with this show helen it's always worth banking knowledge like that because at some point yeah, maybe true. and in a very niche pub quiz the question nell mcandrew first came to prominence yeah. on which itv 90s show will appear and yeah. you now know it's man oh man so don't if sneer. i do know it's man oh man and i win the pub quiz a little part of me will be deeply unhappy <laughs> i may have got a bottle of wine but i've lost all respect for myself people go to the bar how did you you're the girl who knew about nell mcandrew that's how you're going to become known in your local pub yeah. <laughs> and then there'll be a pub quiz. How did Helen Monks first come to prominence? <laughs> she knew about Nell McCandrew first coming to prominence. In the show man, oh man. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> there um, you go. Then anyway, so that's, that's my uh, that's what I'm bringing to the table today. I hope you all enjoyed it. The end. Are you bringing lots of chocolate to the table as well? How are our chocolate supplies supplies looking for Easter? Obviously, this is now being uh, people will be listening to this on Monday. We're recording it on Sunday. We're about to dive in. Um, how did you get on? Did you have a lot of chocolate in your life? Did you make yourself ill? Well, my boyfriend got me two Easter eggs because he thought they were two for one. Because mm. um, I'm vegan, so he got me two vegan Easter eggs. Thought they were two for one, but then got to the checkout. They weren't two for one. And also they're more expensive than regular Easter eggs because they're vegan. But he was too kind of embarrassed to leave the queue and go back and hand the boxes to the man. So he just bought two very expensive Easter eggs. Well, that's okay because that's Easter covered for the next two years now. That's it. Yeah. Put it in the back of the cupboard. What, what are we talking? Because I keep being, I'm keep being surprised by the cost of like high-end Easter eggs. They're yeah. much more expensive than I think. Mm. I don't know, actually. I didn't ask the price. I should do. I'm going to guess about £5. No, I reckon, they, I reckon they were seven, seven to eight pounds, Helen, you know? Take your first mouthful of the vegan Easter egg and then look at your boyfriend. Don't blink and just say, how much does this cost? That's the moment to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. Oh, I'm looking forward um, to this afternoon. I only say that because I literally, did the same thing yesterday uh, with my sister we went on a little easter egg hunt and not the traditional easter egg hunt just literally to find some easter eggs in the shops um, the sort of easter egg hunt i'm very much pro because i get to go to a shop give them some money yeah. and they give me an easter egg it's a very easy one uh, but yeah the vegan the vegan ones ain't cheap no i had a real easter egg crisis because i i had to go on a, a dash for some easter eggs the other day i had to get some other bits as well but i had to go to the supermarket now it's we're, we're at the point right where when you go to the supermarket you feel a little bit in, not intimidated but you do feel nervous don't you because you're going out into the wide yeah. world yeah. and you don't you don't want to you don't want to pick this this horrible thing up so you are a bit nervous and um i went to a, a sainsbury's local and the queue these brilliant queues which they're putting in place which they move really quickly as well but they've got these big gaps obviously in the queue the queue went right alongside um, the windows looking into the shop so while you're in the queue you can see people shopping and you're very conscious at the best of times even if you're at the front of a post office queue you're aware of who's behind you right aren't you you feel that sort of yeah. queue anxiety and let me tell you there's nothing worse than trying to find easter eggs for your kids when there's a queue of people trying to get in the shop to buy valuable important vital supplies during a pandemic and you're <laughs> fucking idly browsing going mm, should i go for maltista <laughs> might do. or maybe lint mm. and you're getting these huge and then you look behind you and there's like eight people in the queue and they're just they've all got masks on and they're all staring at you it's really it's really nerve-wracking the pressure very, is on yeah i had a very tense shop and, and i sort of got a bit panicky and just bought way more than we needed because i was very conscious of the people staring and they were all staring at me so i had a similar thing yeah i had a similar thing and we 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 sort of planned it so we would also do our regular you know weekly 
getting bits and bobs that we need from the shops so yeah. as to be, you know, good, jolly citizens. Yeah. But all, because it was Easter Saturday and a lovely day and everything, everything, you know, everything. You hadn't had a picnic, just, didn't you? Fucking picnic. No, no, no. <laughs> no, it was just the, every supermarket. I live in, in Strat- uh, East London, Stratford. So there's loads, there's bloody loads. But every supermarket was queued to hell. You know, right. it was, it was hundreds of people in every queue. Yeah. So I ended up finding um, a shop called As Nature Intended, Helen. Um, which is very good for a lot of vegan supplies. Are you a vegan, Dave, or your sister? Uh, my sister's vegan. Ah, uh, okay, right. It was social distancing heaven because there was nobody in there, probably because all the Easter eggs cost £135. Anyway, <laughs> I, um, yeah, so, but I also did that thing where I didn't want to just buy two Easter eggs. Uh, so we just sort of swept up some snacks and crisps and because it wasn't like it's not like a supermarket where there's loads of useful stuff mm. so basically tom took and helen sorry i just excluded you there for no reason uh, took uh, a oh, I said a giant armful of chocolate and crisps to the counter and uh yeah so that's how i spent 52 pounds on chocolate hey. and crisps yesterday. 52 pounds on crisps the problem with vegan shop health shop you know, we're good people so we can charge you 500 million pounds <laughs> i did discover two new uh brands of luxury crisps though that i hadn't had before Ooh. some black truffle crisps which are the best thing wow fancy and yes. some sweet chili black eyed peed crisps which- <gasps> Oh my goodness, get in my mouth. They were great. Oh my gosh, because well, I am like them. <laughs> yes, I got a feeling he does. I once saw the Black Eyed Peas at Glastonbury and uh, because my cousin made me, before you ask. And uh, Will I Am walked on stage and went, Hello, London! Yeah. And got booed. <laughs> Very, very badly. <laughs> I love him so much. I can't tell you how much I love him. I think that he knows what he's doing. Yeah. And he's seeing how far he can push being a bit of a pastiche of the music industry. Yeah. He's a character and it's it's working. It wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me at all if it was just Chris Morris doing some extended <laughs> deep dive into a character. It's brilliant. Um, Easter things that are nice. Here's an Easter thing that's nice. Andrea Bocelli, right, uh, sang live from the empty Duomo Cathedral in Bilan. In, in Bilan. I love Bilan. Bilan's really nice. It's near Milan, <laughs> which is where this happened. Um, Andrea Bocelli, uh, this, is re- this is a beautiful thing, guys. Can we just have a moment of appreciating this? Sang live from an empty cathedral in Milan, the Duomo Cathedral. I'll probably pronounce that wrong. Um, but isn't that a lovely thing? Standing there, singing in empty oh, cathedral. I thought you were about streamed. to play it. No, no, no. It hasn't happened yet. It's happening oh. later, but we're doing it tomorrow and he's doing it this afternoon. I just thought we should it because it's on our whatsapp group but also because it is genuinely lovely it's a really nice thing that is really nice that's um, so lovely yeah also um loads of uh, my family are religious and they've been sharing on facebook all of their um church services which are even oh, if you are not of faith personally i'm not of faith but actually you browsing facebook quite nice to drop in to a to a church to have a little sort of you know yeah pop in have a little bit of may the lord god be with you and you're like yep cool jogging on thank you only problem with Easter church is that there's no like bangers like Christmas church. Like I'm really, I really love a Christmas church service. Yeah. Sing carols till the cows come home. There are no Easter bangers. Yeah, there's loads of um, Easter themed hymns. Yeah, Christ the Lord is risen again and all those ones. Mm. But um, they're not like this, guys. Um, I'm about to ask you the best question that I- I've asked before, and it is without a doubt the best question I ever ask anyone. I'm going to go to you, Helen, for this first of all. What's your favourite hymn? 
I like the one today, today, a saviour has been born, Lovely, yes. a saviour has been born to us. I don't know what it's called, but in my head, every time I sing it, I think when my first baby is born, I'm going to really loudly in the hospital <laughs> sing, today, today, a saviour has been born. Do you know what I mean? I'll be honest, I literally don't. And I sang in a church choir between between the ages of five and 18. And I've never heard that in my life. Oh. Four times a week, I sang hymns and I've never heard that in my life. I made it up. Helen, are you <laughs> making up hymns just because you want to be cool and you want us to like you? We'd have liked you anyway if you didn't have a favourite hymn. Christ the Lord, Christ the Lord, Jesus Christ. The... Do you know what? I think it might be part of mass rather than a hymn, you know? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't a Catholic. Oh, sorry, guys. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's really, it's really interesting. I just, I thought, yeah, I thought either I sort of slept through it every time, or you'd completely made it up, or just, I mean, one of many hundred things. You see, this is the problem with religion, guys. It, 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 it divides us straight away. Straight away, we think of it as mm. different. Shouldn't, shouldn't. Have you got a favourite hymn, TP? Dance, Lord, wherever you may be. Oh yeah. I am the Lord of the dance, said he, and I'll lead you all wherever he may be, and I'll lead you all in the dance, said. Here. You've gone for a sort of classic primary school there, haven't Absolutely you? Absolutely love That's- it. Yeah, or or actually coming in very closely behind that is uh, cross over the road my friend <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. ask the Lord his strength to lend come on his, his compassion, compassion has no end bum bum I always thought the dance the Lord wherever I'm the Lord of the dance was about mm. the devil yeah, I mean, I've never really thought about any meaning with any of these hymns. I just want, I just want a lovely, you know, a nice riff. I think that's because my grandma used to tell me that Protestants were the devil. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're the devil. Oh, religion, that's so lovely. Um, Tom Price, I think you'd be interested in an idea I've had, and this is the end of this episode podcast, and I'm just going to plant it there, and we'll see if it ever comes to pass. But me uh, and a couple of friends of mine have, have long wanted to have a. A uh, club night, which is only primary school hymns. So you turn up, there's a live band, you sing along to Dance Lord Wherever You Me, you sing along to Shine Jesus Shine, all the bangers. Yeah. And, Go uh, tell it on the mountain. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole One more step along the world I go. All of those bangers. We are the children of King's Heath School. We take a pride in the things we do. Working together and having fun. Who's for a good day? It's got a rap section in a minute. One second. Give it one. Give it two. Give it one, two, three. Give it all you got because you really got a lot. Give it heart. Give it mind. Give it soul. Don't stop. Give it all you got because you really got a lot. Give it heart. Give it mind. Give it soul. Don't stop. Uh. Everybody's special. Everybody has gifts. So you got to work together and you got to learn to give. Everybody's special. Everybody has gifts. So you got to learn together and you got to learn to give. That's the best thing you've ever done. Wow. Is that your primary school, like school's own song? Yeah, but I now live with Mary, who's not, I'm from Birmingham and she's from a place called Kenilworth, which is also in the West Midlands. And she had it, but we are the children of Kenilworth School. (laughs) Oh, wow. So it's like a a franchise, someone sold it to different schools and said, guys, I've written you a bespoke song. That's amazing. That's 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 like the sort of pre-recorded introduction. It's great to be here in Cardiff. Yeah. (laughs) Wonderful times. That was really magical. Hello Monks Day um, is now over, so that means Hello Monks, you can go back into um, cold storage. We can furlough you for another seven days. We'll see you see you in a week's time. Thank you for see coming. You bye, love you, bye. Love you, love you, bye, love you, bye. Oh, Hello Monks there. Uh, Dave? Yes? The news is not as good for you. I'm afraid you're back tomorrow. 
I'm back ever. I feel like you said that every day, Tom. I'm here all the time. When do I get a day off? Because you don't get a day off until this whole thing is over. Mm, um, that's the deal we've struck. So uh, we've got we've got guests this week as well as the brilliant Helen Monks, obviously. Uh, yeah. Tomorrow are we going to do uh, tomorrow's Bill, Bill Day? Bill Tuesday, and then we've got Janie Godley coming in on Wednesday. Oh, wonderful! Which is nice. And uh, Rob Beckett, Rob Beckett, yeah. breaking news, still ghosting me. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's going well so we're hoping to get Rob Beckett on as well that should be great um, if you follow him on Instagram could you just give him a little poke and say can you get back in touch with Tom Price please um, yeah. you know that sort of with the owner of uh, the red metro <laughs> registration plate J538 uh, would Rob Beckett please give Tom Price a call thank you oh, that's wonderful there you go well, well we'll never have Beckett on but that's fine we can we can but the dream exactly exactly one day maybe he can come on the final episode um, alright Dave uh, happy Easter Have a nice Easter egg cunt and see you tomorrow. (laughs) Bye! Cabin FE83709. Oh, 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 Cabin FE83709. Oh, 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 Cabin FE83709. Oh, 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 that's our Twitter name. GreatPigOwl.com. I'm still laughing at Easter egg cunt. Well, that's really got me. I'm Tilly Steele. And I'm Helen Monk. And this is Bitchin'. I'm dyslexic. Yeah, why do you read the Wikipedia <laughs> It's good to practice. Yeah. A podcast where every week we talk about a different person. So how old was he when he first popped on the scene? That's a great If question. you say he was my age, I'm going <laughs> to fucking die. And we veer wildly off track. Pop that Prosec. <laughs> Available on all your podcast apps. That's not my... Can you not say er in the advert? (laughs) Available on all your podcast platforms. Just search Bitchin or Great Big Owl. We'll see you there. That was all right. (laughs) When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.